And welcome back to the Sensibly Cynical Podcast. My name, of course, is Sean. And today's guest is T. Reville. He is an amazing, amazing hip-hop artist out of Central Pennsylvania. This guy has over 2,000 subscribers on Apple Music. Has had collabs with artists such as Hobson and Cryptic Wisdom, among many more. Um, Like I said, this guy is an incredible, incredible musician masterpiece after masterpiece so check it out check his stuff out this interview was awesome he gets real we get real and um it is a can't miss the video was on youtube so subscribe to the youtube channel sensibly cynical is the new um link handle um all the advertisements are in the interview itself so let's just get to it here's my interview with t reveal all right everybody joining me now out of Central PA, hip-hop artist, T. Reville. What's going on, man? What's up, bro? How you doing? <laughs> Good, man. Good. Just, uh, you know, it's a, it's actually kind of cold in Florida, if you believe it or not. It was like 50 <laughs> a, down here, you know. And you complain about <laughs> I was busting out, the, I was busting out the beanie and shit. What's, <laughs> yeah. the, what's, the, what's the weather like in, uh, are you in Pennsylvania right now, or where are you staying? I- yeah, I'm in PA, uh, Central PA still. Uh, it was, it's been like 30 degrees all day, and it snowed yesterday. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> there you right. go. So I'll take, I'll take, I'll take 50 and windy all the time. Then, yeah. Compar- <laughs> comparatively, well, I lived in Virginia. I went through a blizzard before, so I, I'm just busting chops. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I got played up a little bit. Yeah, man. So, um, how long? Talk about your story, man. How long you've been in the game and uh, everything like that. My name is T. Reville. I started in 2013. Um, I uh, started homeless, uh, selling and freestyling mixtapes at malls and concerts and gas stations um, out of the trunk of my car, uh, pushing it. I ended up working with uh, this booking agent, Black Hue Bookings. Uh, I started getting into concerts. Uh, Mal Havoc, Joel, uh, Walter, these people um, were helping me get shows, um, continued to kind of go. Um, I had a, a song then called Escape the Flames. It was uh, probably my first viral song, but for me, it wasn't to be viral. I've always made emotional music. My name is T. Reville. It's short for Truth Revealed because there's a lot of truth the world don't want to hear. Uh, and uh, so I, it, it was a suicide awareness um, song, and Ashton Kutcher ended up blogging it on his aplus.com website. Um, Emily Generous put it on Ellen Tube. Um, so that was a, a really cool feeling, but I think helping the kids you know, as much as I did around the world was the biggest uh, blessing I could have ever done because music always saved my life. So the fact that, you know, people could resonate with lyrics that I wrote mm-hmm. um, uh, meant the world to me. And then I went on tour in 2016 uh, with Cryptic Wisdom, um, which then we ended up doing a song where we got Hobson on called Strangers. Um, and then uh, I did a few tours myself, uh, headlining tours. And then I was in a very... Uh, toxic relationship and um so i kind of like just didn't really do the touring gig for a while there and then uh this year um you know framed with some things and that that was lies um you know and we'll get to that too and then 
uh, you know, proved my innocence in a sense and uh, got myself out of that and uh, came out with a, an album, which was a punk rock album called Wishing Upon a Dead Star, which has uh, this song called Lying, Make mm-hmm. a Wish, Favorite Star, very, very real deep music. Um, it charted number five on the iTunes Top 200. Um, uh, that's where I debuted it at. And um, it's, a, it's, it's a blessing and I'm grateful to be able to uh, still write lyrics from pain and people, you know, resonate and listen to it. That's all I could ever ask is, you know, someone to listen to it. And uh, if it helps someone get by through the tough times and mm. I did my job here during this lifetime on earth. Yeah, man, I can, um, I have a lot of respect for that. And I'm sorry about, you know, the struggle, but, um, you know, it looks like you're spinning it and turning it into a positive. So, you know, I, I've similar, I haven't been through, you know, much of that, but I have been through, uh, like medical, medical like issues and stuff. And I try to, I'll just say it on here. It's my podcast. <laughs> it's epilepsy awareness month. So I have like a history of, of like, you know, it's controlled, but like, I, I know it's a different vibe, but like, I know what you mean by, cause if I can just, even me mentioning it, mentioning epilepsy and this getting, you know, a hundred views, that's something, you know, and it's not even about the views. It's about spreading, you know, awareness, awareness not just, it's not just like, you know, relationships, but, um, you know, medically and any sort of platform, um, because everyone's human. Like, I feel like nowadays everyone, you know, um, is quick to judge, but you know, they bleed red, like, like you do, you know? So uh, that statement, um, I resonate with that. You know, my, my debut, my first ever album was called Labels was because of the same stuff, bro. Not epilepsy. My prayers first and foremost for, uh, you know, having that medical condition. My oldest daughter has uh, epilepsy as well. So, um, oh, wow. It's my 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 prayers. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, it's been something I've been it's controlled now, thankfully. But um, when I was 18, surprise. So cause that's usually when that's usually when the brain starts to, you know, <laughs> develop a little bit, you know. And um, but anyways, off topic there, uh, purple face of the music industry. Like, what's going on? Not that it seems random, but I mean, there has to be a story behind that. For sure. For sure. So uh, first and foremost, like I always got asked, what's that on your fucking face, bro? Like through high school. Oh, I don't up. even see it. I wouldn't even pay attention. Oh, I see. Um, yeah, so um, it's a birthmark. That's all it is. It ain't nothing, you know, crazy. But uh, always being called purple face, like it just, uh, I liked it. It was supposed to, like, it, it stems back to my debut album. It was always like a label that I had, right? Purple face. So, like, mm-hmm. uh, I took it and I ran with it, man. Like, I, I think purple face sounds fire. So, so yeah. purple face of the music world, bro. Like, uh, at the end of the day, you no know, one got a big old birthmark on the bottom of their face like that. And I, you know, they're unique. It's, it's a, it's a, it's a blessing to have my own individuality scar. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. Well, it, like I said, man, like I understand birthmarks. Everyone's probably got them. So again, that's cool name. And, um, I did not expect that. I expected, you know, I don't know what I expected, but it wasn't <laughs> that, but that's cool, man. Um, so you talked about, you know, the songs going, you know, on charts and stuff like that. Was there somebody that that kind of inspired you to start, 
you know, in the game? Like, was there a certain artist either locally or nationally that you were like, all right, I'm going to do what they do? Um, yes and no. Uh, when I, when I first started doing music, you know, it was the, it was the lunchtime stuff. You know what I mean? Like knocking on the, on the table, just freestyling. I didn't write music. I couldn't, I couldn't do nothing like that. And then I met this guy named Aaron Heyman, um, which he showed me like the, you know, the local crews that were like performing like basement pros, Sammy Snow at the time, his name was Estat, like, Mm -hmm. uh, DR, you know what I mean? Like, just growing up with the, with the locals, so like that was pretty cool. Um, yeah. But I never like formed. It was more of an outlet. I would go to uh, drug and alcohol counseling, and then mm. go across the street, and then you know go freestyle on a microphone. So like finding my outlets. I've always grew up with depression, so uh, you know having an outlet to be able to positive ways to release, you know, instead of like uh, self harm and things that I used to. Right. Do, you know what I mean? Yeah, um, trust me, man. I go through my own depression and, um, you know, these downloads, you know, my podcast up and down and, you know, without the podcast, like it's a release. Like it's not about monetizing. I make nickel and dimes, but I know what you mean by release. It's like people ask me, like you've been podcasting for five years, like what keeps you going? It's because it gives me something to do. Like I live a very boring life. So if I can like virtually escape for like 30 minutes interviewing somebody, it's cool. It beats, it beats doing nothing and watching TV. So, you know, <laughs> I mean, at that day, bro, sometimes you got to turn on house of dragons or Bob's burgers. No, bro. but I know, you know what I mean though? Like, oh, yeah. I, yeah, I know what you, I know what you mean. I listen to, um, and I also listen to a lot of podcasts myself and, um, you know, I got a funny story about how I started. So me, I used to have a co-host and uh, we literally, bro, we pressed record out of my car. Like we didn't even have a microphone or nothing. And then this eventually forgot how I got started interviewing musicians. I think I got like, you know, obviously reference references and I, I would like to believe I'm pretty good. So I think that has something to do with it. But like, um Let's let's dive in individually on these songs. Um, the two I mentioned earlier, uh, lines. So, what's what was the process behind that one? Was that something that um, took a while or was quick? Because why do you keep on lying? I mean, unfortunate. It's an unfortunate truth in society that people lie. It's it's just it shouldn't be like that. But that's just it's a normalcy, unfortunately. So, is that basically what it was? Is I mean, obviously it's lying, but like relationships or talk about that song so going through infidelity is probably the worst feeling i think i've ever experienced as a human being um but like i'm sorry about that man by the way thank you um i i refound love i'm in love with the with the new girl you know so like positives you know at that those dark tunnels eventually a light does shine through so you know whoever is watching and going through a heartbreak you will get through it. I know all of my friends were like giving me like those same corny phrases. And I was like, Oh, fuck me. Like, <laughs> but, um, yeah. you know, you, it, it does shine. But, uh, that person, um, they, they lied about the all the way back in 2013, they lied about getting raped, lost a rape case, uh, tried to say that I was aggressive, Whoa. lied, got, I, I won that case. Um, the person constantly lies on the internet to this day. 
it's just constant lying so like the whole premise of the song was like why do you keep on lying like and then like we had you know couples therapy and figuring out in therapy like you know she was saying like it sounds like bpd so like if you really listen to the album it's a very deep mm. album it, it really portrays a whole story um but see at um, the end of the day man it's hard to cut you off but like if i cut you off but like at the end of the day they're getting judged like when they're on there when they're on their end they're the ones that get judged you know what i mean like for all the mistakes they'll get their comeuppance that sounds evil but <laughs> everyone at the end gets judged you know but not by yeah. not yeah by the higher <laughs> whether you believe in god or not but at the end that is your judgment you know well i've always looked at it you know if you believe in god or not can you live with yourself by the end right of the that's what i mean and, you know so i can relate to that um and i don't let, let it like all the lies really affect me like that but like when i was in the process of, of writing that album i was drowning so bad in alcohol and xanax like i was um you know i relapsed i put myself down in this spiral i was able to be strong enough though every time that like it was i would get my kids like custody exchanging i wouldn't touch nothing but i mean as soon as i like exchanged my kids back it was like breakdown and i full 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 100 credit and love goes to my engineer he would literally like just let me in there drink do whatever i needed to do release get in front of this the mic put it out put release the pain write the pain um i would be there until four or five six o'clock in the morning from 6 p.m the previous day like i i literally would just need to get it out and i would i would isolate i wouldn't go in public and it was crazy you know full circle in the full spectrum my current girlfriend, she was like one of the first ones that was like, let's go to public. She started taking mm -hmm. me to emo night. Um, and mm -hmm. cause I was working on like this punk rock music and cause it, I make music that I don't like to ever say that I'm a, I'm a specific genre. And, you know, obviously I'm a, I'm a fan of MGK, but like I was working mm -hmm. on punk rock music in 2019. It just wasn't any good. So I had friends that sang, helped me learn how to sing. You know what I mean? So, mm -hmm. um, but projecting it getting it out creating the the proper art on the canvas that was like mm -hmm. where i needed to do like that's why the album cover everything if you listen to all the beats the sounds the mixing everything sounds atmospheric on the album it feels like you can if you look at the album cover and you see the couple sitting on the rock alone with the water and the lightning and the stars and you, i want you to as soon as you turn on the album which is make a wish that's what you hear you you feel like you're looking at stars you feel that that melancholy energy all around you like mm -hmm. you know is it real is it not is it fake is it like what the fuck is it all i know is i am in a dark space and i'm looking at stars and and that's what i wanted the whole album to feel like right so to lying itself the song was it a long process no no i wouldn't say that it was a it was a long process um i wanted to write something to really speci like be specific about lying um and but without using the words lying in the verses make it poetic and then my engineer showed me a girl that he was working with and her name's keg and he gave me her info i hit her up instantly and i said bitch tomorrow you're coming to the studio with me <laughs> you know what i mean so, yeah yeah I hear, I hear you man and then it just you know what i respect i mean about musicians is that 
you know, whether you like autotune, whether you don't like autotune, whether you like acapella, whether you don't like acapella, it doesn't matter what fucking genre it is. There's dedication behind musicians that, you know, to be quite frank, some <laughs> some aspects of, you know, entertainment, sometimes the dedication isn't there and they get still get the same benefits as, you know, artists trying to make it. Would you agree with that? Like the dedicate it takes a lot of dedication and stuff like that. I would absolutely agree with that. I think, uh, and if it doesn't, I think it takes dedication if you want to like do anything in life, you know what I mean? So like, even mm. if it's to write a song, you need to dedicate time in your life. And time is the most valuable currency, bro, because you can't get that back. It's non-refundable. So once you spend that time, you dedicate it to it. Unless you believe in reincarnation, but you know, I, I'm, <laughs> but hey. and all, and all jokes aside, all jokes aside, I, I agree with you. I, uh, I'm all for like the next lifetime too, but I also want to, I want memories to last for this one too, you mm, know? Yeah. And, um, the other, the other song, make a wish. What was, is that a pun off of, off of like, uh, is the whole thing, um, not the whole thing, but like there were Disney's, there was like kids songs with like wish upon a star and stuff like that was that any correlation with that or is it all is that just happenstance like you uh, are the fucking man bro so listen is, is that just like happenstance <laughs> the fact that like you even like put that to listen bro you have no idea actually how much you're making me like this is a real cheese this is not like so mm. when i first started writing I wanted the intro. Actually, I have a I have a good friend. His name is Brandon, and he sings like Frank Sinatra. And I originally was gonna have him feature and sing a chorus for me instead of Jiminy Cricket going, you know, right? Wishing upon a deadly star. So like, yeah. Well, I got the uh, pun. Yeah. So that was that. That's <laughs> fire. Yeah, that bro. So yeah, that was. I mean, it can you can tell in there. You can tell in there. But I'm also old enough to remember shit like that. Like, do you remember the old song off of uh, Pinocchio? Yeah. You... <laughs> yep. Pinocchio. Oh. Pinocchio was my shit though. When I was a little kid, that was I watched that movie so many times. So yeah, I like Pinocchio, but I didn't know we were gonna talk about Pinocchio until I until I heard that song. I'm like, yeah, I know that song from somewhere, you know. <laughs> yep, and uh, that's why, like, I even use like the kid, uh, uh, like the, the old kid lullaby or whatever the jingle. You know what I mean? The mm -hmm. uh, for the chorus, like uh, "Twinkle, Twinkle, Little yeah, Star." Yeah, yeah, that's the that's the. So, like it was all to like put those melodies and it comes back to it's like a bible uh, holiday song yeah yeah like because yeah. <laughs> what's real what's not atmospheric alone or with someone you don't know it's just what the fuck mm. is life so, like yeah. it was a whole poetic put together album and the fact that you caught that bro fire <laughs> so, i appreciate that man uh talk about talk about all your features on this uh on this was an EP, right? So, uh, uh, an album, album. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's crazy, man. Talk about how many, can you list every single feature you had on? I'm just kidding. <laughs> but, uh, in all seriousness, man, how much, did, how much does that collaboration process like me do personally, like people would take, you know, so I normally do songs with like NK 47 Hobson, jam band, bigger artists and people that I'm friends with. Right. So, uh, 
this album specifically, I wanted features um, from people that witnessed it, like a part of the toxicity, like, and seeing how things were. So like um, the first feature on the album, honestly, is is uh, if I'd have known featuring Hunter Kufis, he's one of my really, 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 you know, best friends. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, the first time he ever he ever met my ex, he was like, yo, that bitch cheating on your dog. <laughs> right. right. Like, he just had that vibe and he never liked her. And mm-hmm. um, so he needed to be a part of it. And uh, he's like, like, we we're in the studio and I was, you know, I just get in my headspace when I'm fucked up and I'm just kind of like right. looking. I'm not paying attention to anything, just kind of like in my aura, in my pulling from my soul. And uh, he's like, yo, dog, he's like, you should you should. uh a song like if i'd have known like if i'd have known all this shit bro none of this shit would be happening right now right and yeah i was like you right so we uh, got <laughs> there and and uh we made a song for it um and then um i have travis walters and uh elock they're uh again people that have witnessed it my buddy elock moved to philly um and i didn't get to visit him one time during my 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 ex my past relationship because every mm-hmm. time I made plans it would end up being an issue so like control and stuff so like and he hated the person you know these are people that tried telling me who this person was almost the course of ten years of being in a relationship with them and I just never listened so like for me this was like poetically a way that I could put together and I wanted to tell my story you know mm-hmm. and um, Travis Walters uh, where he uh, a longtime best friend. And when he, him and his uh, girlfriend came in, you know, we're supposed to like introduce him to, to my past relationship right away. His wife was like, yo, you're, he's being abused to my buddy Travis. So like mm-hmm. uh, the only person that didn't know anything was Keg. Um, but that's because I really loved her voice. And I knew that we could collaborate on something beautiful, like right. painful. But beautiful. And then um, Sammy Snow, of course, longtime friend. 10 years. He's the first person that's ever like put me on anything show like mm-hmm. uh so Mal Havoc put me on my first show, but like he performed with me and like started really like showing me how to perform. He was my mentor, you know what I mean? So um uh so yeah, Sammy Snow, Travis Walters, Elock, Keg, Hunter Koofies. And if you don't know Hunter Koofies, listen. Hey, you know what, man? Like I'll bring I'll bring him on the podcast. Like you you let me know who needs who needs um, you know what I mean, some pub and whatever. We link, we link up, man. You know what I mean? So, so, um, last question I got for, well, one of the, I got two questions. Oh, Naku, 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 Naku killed that. <laughs> Watch for his name. All right. Now I'm good. I, I had right. an extra. Yeah. No, no, no doubt, man. No doubt, man. Uh, last two questions. Um, who's you name dropped a lot of people there and, um, no offense to them, but do you have like a dream collab? I'm not saying they weren't, but you know what I mean? Like, is there someone like on your list, like you trying to get or, um, and don't say Eminem, but <laughs> <don't> say- <laughs> no, no, facts. I'm kidding. Um, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, Hobson and, uh, Jaren Benton, they were on my debut album. They're my favorite fucking rappers. So like, that was really cool. Um, Obviously, Redman introduced my last album, the Purple Face album, mm-hmm. uh, and he's the first ever cassette tape I ever bought. Malpractice, you know what I mean? So like, yeah, I hear uh, you, man. Dream collabzo, 
records. I really wish I could go back and redo my song hops instead of being a nervous little bitch. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, when I did when I first started in podcasting, I was nervous as hell, man. But I I sometimes nerves are a good thing, you know. Facts. Facts. Um, but dream collab, Derek Wibley, the lead singer of Sum 41. Yeah. Okay. That's my favorite thing. <laughs> I thought you were gonna. I thought you were gonna say like, if you're talking about that, man, I could see, I could see you and Travis Barker. If Travis Barker got involved with you, bro, Shut that up, would be man. that would be sick, man. <laughs> Travis Barker, Derek Wibley from Sum Forty One, obviously Tom DeLong from Blink, bro. Like, yeah. Travis oh, they're Barker. yeah, they're. Uh, what do you think about? What do you think about them returning, man? Bro, listen, me, my boy Jeffy, and my girlfriend already got tickets right for Hershey Stadium. So like. Uh, I was a lot of people didn't like edging, but like I loved it. I thought edging yeah. was awesome. Um, kind of like a throwback. Yeah, bro. First off, welcome fucking back, Tom. Like, not to say, <laughs> you know, the other singer that was, you know, part of Nine and California, you know, yeah. like those albums really, that wasn't Blink. They should have changed the, the, the title of the band for those two albums. That's all. Mm. Um, Tom DeLong is Blink 182, like, and Mark Hoppus, like those two are mm -hmm. everything right so like when we're growing up we're listening to hawthorne heights blink 182 my chemical romance uh some 41 a day to remember stutterfly oh, like this yeah yeah that's right down my alley man um one of my exes got me into like emo and gothic so that's the one thing that <laughs> that's the one that's the one thing i appreciated about no, i'm just kidding but anyways <laughs> um yeah so uh we got dream collab right there um what do you got coming up man last thing in the pipeline what do you got coming up well you're talking about emo night um emo night is crazy the first ever time i went in public after uh all the bull jazz um was with my, one of my best friends sarah which is now my girlfriend right so mm. uh she took me out to emo night full spectrum emo uh the guy that like does emo night now asks me almost every other emo night show to open up for him right and so I, like i do a lot of these shows with emo night so like october uh, december 3rd we have scranton pa which is almost sold out uh emo night in cedarville and there's uh two other bands performing um and then december 10th in state college um, and then my, I'm going to, I'm going to hit the road next year, bro. Like I am so, <laughs> you're going so, like, in, you're going in as the kids say. <laughs> Max, bro, I turned 30 yesterday. <laughs> so I feel that statement all day. <laughs> I don't, how old do you think I am? Cause I, I'm older than you think. Uh, I would have guessed like 26, 27. No, keep going higher. I know. I don't look my age. 30. Keep going. I know. I don't look it. I don't look 30. it. I know. You don't. You have a baby. Well, I got face, a hat on. If I have my hair, now I look older, right? Uh, thir th Thirty-four. <laughs> Thirty, thirty-five. But okay. I cover I cover up this for a reason. <laughs> now, without the now, I look my age because my hair in line. That's it, bro. But with the, but when I go out to the club, you best believe I wear this old person hat, bro. <laughs> Girls like this hat hats like this, man. Hell yeah, bro! It smelled like money, looked like money, feel like money, <laughs> dude. This is the this is the shit they used to wear in the eighties, man. You ever seen those old documentaries? Oh, the classic, bro. You go out with your suit and all, don't you, bro? They they black and white, but like the old videos, but they had color back then. You know what I mean? Hey, you kill it. <laughs>
No, man, this has been awesome, man. I appreciate your time. And you didn't know who I was, but you was down for it. So I appreciate that, man. One love, bro. You know? It's always love, man. This world is full of dark. Man. <laughs> can't spread love. What the fuck are we doing as human beings, bro? Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it'll, it'll, I was telling a guest last time, uh, my last guest that, um, you know, everything now is like cancel culture and stuff, but it's cyclical though. Like I was saying, I know listeners are gonna be like, I heard this last episode, but <laughs> it's true. Society is one big circle, you know, everything will come back around. That's good energy, bro. Um, so did you get a chance to hear the whole album yet? Because it's a punk rock album, so I was no, curious. No, un unfortunately, unfortunately, don't get mad at me, but unfortunately, those those were the two songs I got to right now. But I plan on finishing it up, and I promise I'll give you my review. I would love it. My I full would love it. detailed review. That's what I want. That's what I want in return. Got ten minutes. I'm not baller for pro yet. You know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Where can people find you on social media? On Twitter, it's T underscore R-A-V-I-L-L. -L. On Instagram, it's T underscore R-A-V-I-L-L. -L. Facebook, T hyphen R-A-V-I-L-L. -L. Spotify, Apple, all that jazz. Music, T hyphen R-A-V-I-L-L, -L, of course, you know? Yeah, man. And, of course, I am Sean, host of the Sensibly Cynical Podcast. And you can find... The podcast, wherever you get them, obviously, Sensibly Cynical Pod on Instagram. Twitter is uh, Cynical Before the Sensibly. By the way, do you like the name? Everyone likes the name of the podcast. I love it. Yeah, Every bro, you No one, half people can't say it, Sensibly Cynical, but they like it. They they fuck it up on purpose. They're like, Cynical, Sensibly, Sensible, <laughs> Cynically. I'm like, dude, it's not, it's really not that hard. What was your, give me your honest opinion of when you first heard the name. When I first heard Cynical, I was like. No, Sensibly Cynical, the podcast name. What were you thinking? Oh, um. <laughs> it's <a> cool name. <laughs> yeah, man. I, at first I was like, dope name. I, I never heard the podcast. You don't, know, you don't know who the fuck I am, but uh, sure, the I'll do it. Caught, yeah, facts, bro. The name caught me. I was like, well. It's a cool name. name. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I know a lot, some people, some people, you're like, I don't know who the fuck this guy is, but the name is cool. It's hard. <laughs> Hell yeah. All right, man. Um, let's keep in contact. All right, man. And uh, if you need any promotion or whatever, just uh, hit me up and I'm I'm all for it. Awesome. I'll DM you my personal number, too, bro. Oh, I appreciate that, man. And I'll uh, I'll reciprocate, you know, my brother. All right, man. One love, bro. One love. Thank you. Uh, yep, no problem, man. Thanks again. All right. That was T Reveal. Thanks to everybody who hopefully subscribed to the Sensibly Cynical Podcast. Please, everybody, stay safe and take care.